interesting story today I thought was very interesting yes it was it was it I mean honestly it made me think about um losing your virginity in a whole different way yeah like I never I never would have thought that you know for me this is definitely something that I would not have done for my first time but she was like you know fuck it I'm gonna try it. So no, they gotta hear this one. Yeah. So guys, listen, listen to the story. This is the virginity story, and we back. So, so I hear you have a story for us. Okay, girl. Cause so I was like you. You know, at one point I was on the whole waiting for marriage train. Yes. You know, I will be rewarded if I wait. (laughs) So. In my whole life, I had only sucked one dick when I was, like, 19. Okay. And I never did it again because I was waiting. Your girl was waiting. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, I might die. I <laughs> just never try things. So. <laughs> I might die. I'm going to try things. <laughs> okay. So, um, I met a couple who was looking for a unicorn. And they're older. So this is only like the second dick I've ever sucked in my life. Oh, so how's the unicorn experience? Girl, it is everything. And it's against everything that I believed at one point. Like, I didn't start having sex until July, and I'm 31. But I'm just curious. So how did you even get into this? is so not off topic, but we're here. So how did oh, you- no, we are here because when I, because I, how I found you was on, because I listened to Ratchet and Respectable, Okay. So when I found you, I got to respect. I was like, oh, I gotta follow her on Instagram. I gotta follow her. So I started following you and started seeing all your stuff and hearing about, you know, how you were on Team Pinky Promise. Uh-huh. I was on Team Pinky Promise too. And I was like, somebody understands. Because yes. all my friends are still in that, you know, waiting on God. They either used to have sex and they've stopped because they want to be celibate. I had never had sex. And I was just on this rant of, I'm so much holy and God's gonna bless me because I've waited. And like I said, the pandemic happened and I was just like, <laughs> what, 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 what are you waiting on? And I just feel like I just took in everything church told me, not based on my own experience, not based on, you know, anything that I had even known. It was just church told me this and it was true. And I got to a point where I was just like, you need to at least try something and then decide. So last summer, this um, organization that I was a part of was throwing a networking event. At least that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Apparently during the summer, the ships have like parties every week, like every, like twice a week. So this networking event was on one of the ship parties. So I thought it was you know, a networking event on a boat. Girl, when I got there, I realized that the organization that I was part of bought a few tickets and there were other people there. Gotcha. 
So here I am, I'm on this boat, and I'm like, I feel like I've been bamboozled. <laughs> They're the only two other black people on this boat. The DJ is trash. So I'm talking to them, talking to them. You know, we're laughing at the white people. They were very friendly. Yeah, they were talking about their kids. You know, they, they just seemed like a lot of fun. So we exchanged numbers, but I'm not going to lie. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. Right. But then the wife starts texting me every day, like, how are you? Can't wait to hang out with you again. It's white, and these are Caucasian people. No, they're black. Oh, black. black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And in my head, I'm like, anybody just friendly? Anybody just friendly? <laughs> I'm like, what you and want, baby? Labor Day weekend comes, and I'm in Colombia, and she's like, you seem like you really enjoy your life. Oh, I can't wait to see pictures. In my head, I'm like, I don't mean, you know, pictures, but okay. <laughs> so eventually she comes out, and she's just like, I feel the need to be honest with you. She was like, the boat ride that we were on was advertised on a swingers website, you know. But I never got clear with her if she was just looking to be with a woman or she and her husband were looking for a third. She was just like, you know, I've had an interest to be with women. And I was wondering if you were interested in at the time. I'm so happy I wasn't rude to them because okay. the girls went crawling back. I was just like, no, thank you. I was like, you know, I hope you find what you're looking for, but, you know, we can stay friends. Mm -hmm. So when the pandemic happened, I was just like, because I've been single, single, actually, single, single. I've never been in an adult relationship. Okay. My last boyfriend was when I was 18. I'm 31. I've just been out here waiting on God. Okay? Yeah. I found that to be true with a lot of people who just are waiting. Because um, I told somebody else this. From people I know, from my experience, and the people who mm -hmm. I was been those couple few years, I wasn't dating anybody. Like, I just kind of like, didn't do me and let me let me go over here. That way I for sure know that I won't slip up and have sex, nothing like that. And most of the people that I know who are celibate who are like in the church, they don't really date a lot. So don't have any experience. And I didn't. I was sitting out here waiting on God to present me with someone like the nigga was going to knock on the door on a fucking horse and carriage or something. Right. Like the whole romanticized, like I didn't date at all. I went on dates, but I wasn't meeting anybody no monogamy, nothing. I was just out here waiting on God, girl. <laughs> when the pandemic hit, I was just like, you know what? What would be the harm? But my the other thing that I was nervous about is they were looking for a third. Here I am, a 30-plus virgin, and I'm like, they probably look for somebody to sleep with chandeliers, and right. I don't know if I can deliver. So I hit her up, and she just asked, and she was like, why do you think you can't have a threesome with us? And I told her, uh -huh. and she said, I can understand, because she said she didn't start having sex until she was 25. And okay. she was like, her husband's the only partner she's ever had. So she was like, you know, we can go very slow at your pace. She was like, he doesn't have to penetrate you until you want him to. And they were, it, it was honestly the best way I could have started my sexual experience. Really? So you started with them? I started with them. Oh, yay! I started with them. A couple times we went, we did everything but that. He didn't penetrate me. Every, they were very respectful. Like the first time she was like, do you want us to tell you what we do before we do it? Uh -huh. Is there anything you don't want? You know, very consensual, lots of conversation. And the very first time I let him penetrate me, it's like she kind of walked me through it. She was like, okay, you know, take a deep breath. Right. It's about to happen. You know, it's, it's, she said for her, it took her like six months for it to be comfortable. She was like, if it's uncomfortable, just say stop. Because before I just kept saying too deep, too deep, too deep, too deep. Uh -huh. And she was like, no, you have to tell him what you want him to do. If you need him to stop, you have to say stop. So for me, Ashley, it, broke down everything that I thought I knew about sex and 
all this stuff about soul ties. I don't feel shit, Ashley. I don't want that man. I'm not in love with that man. I don't feel like this man lives inside of me and I live inside.
Um, I think part of the whole like infatuation and falling in love thing is based on because what a lot of people have said when they're young, I'm young. And, you know, I, up until that point, I didn't really, for me personally, I didn't really have any other romantic partnerships sort of kind of. Mm-hmm. And from up until that point, I thought, you know, okay, well, you're having sex with me, you know, you know, you love me, you want to be with me, mm-hmm. type thing. Because I was young. I didn't know no better. That's my first, first time away from home, first time really dealing with men on a, a, on a semi-adult level. Um, so I didn't really know the game. Um, so that case now as a 35 year old woman I know that just because I have sex with you does not mean that we are going to be married and have have nothing other than this what this is right here and that was the other thing I was just like you know I don't want to just be out here having sex because I feel like I'm sensitive and I might fall in love girl other than like fantasies I don't think about neither one of them like we literally just hang out because I asked them to like because they're older and I was just like, how did you guys like get to this point? Because, you know, I'm like, I don't know if other people do this and they just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how did you get to the point where you just wanted? They were like, we just wanted to try new things. And they were like, we just want somebody to hang out with. Like, Saturday, we went, I went out to dinner with them and we just hung out, didn't touch it, nothing. Like, and I'm like, y'all are just looking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, question. So, how did you learn or how did you feel comfortable enough in, like, your oral skills with them did they coach you through it did he tell you um like this is what i want you to do or how did you tell them what what you wanted a lot of people from my experience that i've dealt with uh women because that's mostly who i deal with they they don't really know how to tell the person what they want like okay so i know that oral sex is not great but i don't know how to tell him how to to make it better how were you able to do that so before them Honestly, Ashley, I haven't had my pussy eaten since I was, like, 21. Okay. So it had been, like, a long time. Okay. So I kind of went into it, like, we'll see what it's like, and we'll see how we make adjustments, right? Because I don't know them. They obviously know what they like individually, and they know what they want each other to do to them. So that was the other conversation. After every session, it's like, so what did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? Like, I noticed the wife likes to rub my clip really fast, and I'm like, mm you ain't no DJ, it's not comfortable. <laughs> we'll do that. To slow down. <laughs> so with him, with the oral sex, same thing. Here I am sucking dick at 31. I haven't sucked a dick since I was 19. So I was just like, what do you like? Like, slow, fast, do like a lot of spit. Like, so I just kind of tried new things. But one thing I have not mastered, Ashley, I don't know a lot of techniques. And that deep throw in, I don't know, girl. Because he's... I guess you could say a decent dick size. Okay. The last dick I sucked was big. Like, I was just like, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, my mouth ain't that deep and the deep throating. Well, that's good that you were able, um, that you haven't have had some experience. Because I, I was thinking that you hadn't had zero experience at all. Um, so you had some experience with oral and that you were able to, you know, tell y'all y'all were able to communicate with check-ins okay so how does this feel because i tell people do that all the time with your partners you should be able to tell them let's check in so how was that how can i prove this and you have to yeah. do that without your feelings being hurt oh yeah because we it's either before and after like there was one time because everything we do sometimes sometimes we smoke 
Like one time the wife had to tell me like, I don't know what's going on with you today, Christine, but she was like, you're not doing that great of a job on oral today. She's like, I don't know if you just do better when you're high, but she was like, you're not doing that great. I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> I work on it. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, first of all, because she was like, sometimes you do it and it's great. But she was like, I don't know what's going on with you today. And I was like, well, I imagine there's days for that. I'm like, I feel like, like anything, every time can be great, right? Right. So I didn't take it personal. Okay. So what did you think? Sis said that this is only the second time she was sucking dick and she wanted to do it as a unicorn. Uh, you're right. It's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like way to uh, be an overachiever. I mean, <laughs> like 14 in the back of a Chevy, but here you are. <laughs> like, and I think too, what makes what her story so different is while I lost my virginity, I was a teenager. So like, and I didn't really know a lot about sex. I didn't really know anything other than the fact, you know, sex gets you pregnant and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really know anything about unicorn, nothing about threesomes. Like, I was totally ignorant to that. So she's in her 30s losing her virginity. So, I, you know, she's she knows a lot more. She's well-versed. And I guess she's able to um, handle all, you know, the, the things that come along with it better than, you know, me at 18. Right. But I want to wait. I want to go back real quick because she said she was on Team Pinky Promise. Mm -hmm. And then she said, but the pandemic <laughs> made her realize that, like, <laughs> I mean, ain't it's it. like a pandemic to bring out your inner hoe. You know? I'm like, this our head in. I'm not. Hey, your mortality. And you're like, no, I'm not waiting no longer. <laughs> she was like, I am not about to be a, ver a diversion. <laughs> I am not going to do this. Rona. Okay, it's gonna be with a dick in my mouth. Yes, okay. <laughs> and that's, that was crazy to me. And that's funny because it's not funny, but it is, you know, because in the story I tell her, you know, I was a part of Picky Promise too, like, you know, way back in my 20s. So I understand where she's coming from. I understand the whole, you know, um, yeah, like celibacy. Yes, trying to be this virtuous, whatever person yeah. that the church teaches you to be and save yourself or this man. I was always the girl sitting in the back row. I was a church girl, but I would mm -hmm. sit in the back row. I was always the the one that wasn't on the panel about waiting. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> I was the one that needed the oil. <laughs> you were the rebellious one. <laughs> nope. And see, I was the one who kind of did long what everybody else told me to do for a long time. Like, I think I didn't really have an identity, I don't feel, until I went to college. Up yeah. until, like, high school, like, I just kind of did what my mom told me to do. I thought what she thought. You know, yeah. I, I didn't really have any other opinion. Oh, my, my mama said, this is, you know, this is what you do. So this is what I did. Uh-huh. I, uh, I think that's common. So I didn't really have... And I did, I went to college and then I started exploring with men and all this stuff. And then it was like, okay. Um, and then after college is when I did the whole picky promise thing because um, I wasn't properly prepared for dick and <laughs> men. And so college, although it was fun, it was very, it's good emotional to a toll on me. Cause yeah. you know, I didn't understand that, you know, these are these are these are 18, 19, 20 year old dudes who aren't really trying to look for a wife. Not really. They're here to fuck and fuck as many bitches as they can fuck. And like, 
This what they're here. They're here. They're here to fuck. But speaking of like fuck as many bitches as you can fuck. So so yeah. And then she met those two people, and they were like, you know, let's do this. And I know, like, when I got approached by in my younger years, approached by just 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 like a whole lesbian type situation, I was like so nervous. I was like. Oh my God, I think I might want to do it, but like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, this is not, this is so out the box. And so I didn't do it at, you know, I think I was like 20 at the time, 21. Um, so I didn't do it, but like the fact that she was like, all right, you know, I've never really? tried this, but I'm going to try it with you, which is like amazing to me. This story really showed me like the value of communication. Yeah. With sex. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think you know, but. You know, at first you're like, oh my God, you're going to basically lose your virginity in a threesome. But like the level of like check-in and yes. consent, and there yes. was literally no pressure because no. at the end of whatever she explored, like her vagina didn't have to get a penis in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody else could do that for her. So it was really when she was totally ready that she got to do it. And I'm just like, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, puppy love. It's just like, wow. Like it almost like opened my eyes to like a brand new way to like lose your virginity. Yeah, it did. It really did. Like, I like the fact she was saying that even the guy was, you know, how he was checking in on her. Like, okay, so I'm I'm going in. You know, how's that feel? You want me to stop? Like, when I had my virginity, lost my virginity, I'm trying to think, like, that Negro didn't check. Like, I'm like, I'm trying, in my mind, I'm playing that. And again, he was young too. He was older than me, but he was still young. But I, like, you know, hey, he wasn't checking in on me. He, he wasn't like, oh, this feel like he just, it was, was not happening. Uh, I think I've only had one experience in my whole life, I believe. This one dude, he was very well endowed, very well endowed. Okay. Um, and so it was a little, a little, a little larger than what I was used to. Um, and so he, you know, he was very gentle and took his time and he was like, you know, you know, exhale, like how that feel go slow. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Like, you know, you beat up a cervix. That's why (laughs) he he knew, wait, wait, wait. We got to get the angles right to take this one. <laughs> like, we cannot go to the hospital tonight. Like, but he was he was very, very caring and very, like, took it slow. And and he waited for me to get to the point where I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. I'm good. And before he, like, he just didn't, like, ram it in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just, I did. I loved that. And I loved that, like, how she was saying, like, everybody thought it would be soul ties. And she thought, she was like, no, I don't have feelings for them or I don't think of them outside of the sexual feelings and outside of the sexual fantasy. And it's like, wow, okay, when you have feelings out of the way completely, like, the level of candid. And it's like, okay, in your relationships that do have feelings involved, Mm -hmm. can you have a pact or like an understanding that you can talk just that candidly about the sexual experience? Because I don't know that we do. Like, I don't know that, you know what I mean? It's just once feelings are involved, I think everybody turns down vocalizing what is pleasurable to them and what's not. Right, because the lady was like, I don't know what happened to you, you know, last time, but you ain't right. fucking dick like you was doing last week. Like, get on it. Like, you know. Right. 
Uh, bitch, you are dead. Different <laughs> place hormonally in your cycle. It's you, not me. Shut up. And like, I would have been my feels. My feels would have kind of been hurt. Like this, this is why I couldn't do this at younger age. Like, I'd be like, what? I would have been no more good. <laughs> so you taste it different than last time. Yeah, I, I probably would have clapped back. You right? Yeah, I don't know if I am mature enough to be able to be like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like no. Um, but I do think that, and I try to do this with the uh, the last person I was dating. He and I would like check in, um, mm-hmm. uh, and we had some interesting check ins. Like he would say some things, and some things, some things I had to like. Okay, Ashley, get your get your ego out of it. Right. Get your get stuff out of it. You know, you want to please him. Blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> you know. So get so get yourself out of it. Um, but I do think check-ins are very good when you are having sex with people because it helps you to, it, it ultimately helps better you too. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're there, like ideally for the other person's pleasure, you know, and obviously your own, but the a check-in makes sense. It just really was a lesson for me just listening to this story of like getting your ego out of the way and like being sure you're speaking up for yourself and being sure you're the type of person who somebody could give you that kind of honest feedback. So, I mean, I just felt like, wow, what a beautiful way, emotionally mature, uh, total consensual, safe way to lose your virginity. And I don't think mm. I would have thought about that mm. like before. I know I wouldn't have. And I, I and I wonder. I also wonder how many church girls um, are like her, who you know waited for whatever you know how many years and are still waiting, and but really want to like be like you know fuck it, I just don't do this no more. I'm going yeah, to be like a service, like a beginner unicorn service. Yeah, I'm just like you know, and like for me. Whenever that, whenever I was kind of like fuck it, um, I had because you have to like relearn certain things. Like I didn't feel any type of conviction having sex when I started, and maybe you know, you know, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, cause I didn't feel no type of conviction. I didn't feel like oh, you know, guys looking at me or something. I didn't feel none of that. <laughs> I, and, and but some people feel convicted, so they don't. But for me, I didn't feel any kind of conviction. I was like, okay, I like this. This is. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I probably felt more of a not conviction, but it was more of a struggle for me to like try to live up to this perfect or you know this this perfection that I was trying to do. Right, because one thing is like man-made, and one thing is biologically natural. Yes. <laughs> Ding! There it is. If so it's a struggle, then maybe stop. So and 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 I and I and I know that's not. I know from a religious standpoint, you know that's not you know what they teach. They teach that you know you're supposed to try to be, you know, walk the straight and narrow, and you're supposed to die to yourself, die to your flesh to be this whatever person. Um, but I just had to realize one day that you know I want to be happy. Um, and I, I love God, I still love God. You know, I talk to God. I just, I dis, that life that I was living with the Piggy Promise life wasn't for me. And see, being like Crystal the Oracle, I'm so like distanced from like, like Christianity or like the idea of like conviction and like God still loves me if I have sex. So yes, God still loves you if you do what your body was created to do. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's pretty much how I feel on that.
So that. that's 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 pretty much how I feel on that. It that really is. So make sure you guys, if you are listening, that you join us, join the conversation about this episode. I want to hear your thoughts. Like if you're like, um, was super religious or a virgin or someone who celibate for years, or if you were part of the thinking problems like myself, and you want to share here, share your opinions and thoughts on, you know, how you, if you're waiting for sex or if you had sex, how that affects your life. And if like, you know, if you eat, or if you had a threesome and you want to share how that works too, join us at our Facebook group, which is Ho and Tell Podcast Facebook group. And yeah, join the conversation. 